When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. I'm sure I'm chuckling to myself right now because I literally just recorded the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about Mercury and retrograde and how it's been messing with me. And I look over and the damn record button's not on. Lord help me. Well, welcome. Happy Monday. Um, yeah, I always talk on this podcast about real life stuff and it doesn't get any realer than that because that stuff does happen. Like, I mean, I can't even count the number of times that I used to do like commercials when I was in like regular radio and I would record the whole thing and it would be just this particular client and I would finally get what they wanted perfect and the damn record button would not be on. Mercury retrograde, you need to go somewhere for real. So I wanted to talk about the art of pivot and prevail in this podcast because ugh, the Mercury just in retrograde isn't something that I used to always pay attention to, but I'm paying attention now because it just messes with me. It's basically the time, if you don't know, that everything goes nuts. Like electronics are messing with you you know, work-life balance is off, like, you know, business decisions aren't a good idea, relationships are going to shit, like, ugh. So last time we were on this podcast on Friday, I was telling you guys about how I had a splinter injury in my finger that has stayed there, or did until last night, for like four days. And I was just like, are you joking? Like, and apparently from what you guys have been DMing me, like splinter injuries can be bad. Like one of my friends, I guess her sister got a splinter and like lost nerve dam, like had nerve damage in her finger. Like you get infected. Like it's a whole thing. And I was like, I do not want to go to urgent care with this fucking thing. Like, and the thing that chapped my ass about it was that I was getting ready for my pop-up that was supposed to happen this weekend. And that's how I got the splinter. I was putting together all the crafts. I was putting together all the things. And I just got this deep splinter in my finger. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then, like, I get the call Thursday or Friday afternoon that my pop-up was canceled. And I'm just like, you're joking. Because this was supposed to be my big Mother's Day pop-up. This was supposed to be the one that, like, was a big moneymaker. It's like like the big holidays, like Valentine's Day, Christmas. You know, Mother's Day is one of those ones where people tend to love to spend money on specialty gifts. And that's what I do. And I was like, like, what the hell? Why? But... I'm done with the whys and I'm done with the why me's. Like I'm back to try me because I'm just over being sad about shit. And I was debuting my manifest collection because before I've showed you guys the um, karma collection, which those are still available at my Etsy shop, House of W by Riley, if you want to check it out on Instagram. Um, I now was going to debut the manifest part of it. And I love these candles so much. And I was excited for everybody to see them. I had a bunch of my We Got This fam coming out to see me and I had to like email everybody like oh I'm so sorry it's postponed 
wah, 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 wah. But I was like, I have to do something else. I have to pivot and prevail because money's important, obviously, because I feel like starting over at 41 and pursuing not one, but two new businesses and making them grow all along with being a wife and a mother of two kids. It's a fun trip, friends. But I have a lot of good things still going. A lot of the fears that I had before that I thought were going to, you know, ridiculously ruin me, I haven't. And there's been some new opportunities pop up that I am praying happen. You know what? No, I'm going to manifest it and just know that it's going to happen. So I got the call like Thursday or Friday night that I, as I was still trying to get ready for this pop-up after the damn splinter that got infected, I think, which it's okay now. I'll get to that in a minute. But I was just like, geez, you're kidding me. No. But then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do something else. So Saturday during the day, I was like, let me get together with a group of women that we're going to come out and just hang out, just get together and talk about all the things. And I really like connecting people and these women that I don't know would ever have crossed paths before. You know, a lot of them already met from my vision board seminar that I did in January, but some of them haven't. And they also didn't really get a chance to like really sit down and talk with each other. And I loved that. Like I loved, you know, seeing new people maybe become friends, but also they are just a group of women that lift me up. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. So I didn't get to go to the pop-up, but it's going to happen in June. And I get to hang out with these amazing women and try out a new restaurant. Service kind of sucked a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, we had a good time and they just, the things that we talked about, we got deep within that like hour and a half that we were together and talked about so many different things. And it was good. It was cleansing for the soul. It was like just food for the physical aura that the fucking mercury and retrograde is trying to mess with right now. And, you know, that set the tone for the weekend. It was just saying, you know what? Fine. I'm going to draw a positive out of what that negative was. And it's that old school lemons out of, lemonade out of lemons or whatever. And I just, sometimes I find myself not easily able to do that. But then I feel like I'm getting more pit falls or mercury retrograding because I'm not focusing on the good. And that seems so elementary. And for a long time, it was really hard for me to accept that notion being that simple. But at least for me in my life, it really has been. So after the breakfast, and I even cried at that breakfast and just felt cleansed afterwards, um, I got to go to Lyric's game, my son, because I was going to skip that one game to go to the pop-up. And in this game, it was like he was just literally pivoting and prevailing on the field because anytime somebody would attack him, you know, on the field and, and like try to get the ball from him, even cheat by tripping him. Uh, that's another topic of like what's too far in the field like as that mom because I think I'm fast becoming that mom on the field. But he wasn't letting it phase him. Like there were other kids in the field that like if they got hit or got knocked down, they would dramatically bowl over just, ah, I'm so injured. And then by the time they got to the other side of the field, they were just fine. Now, I know that makes me sound like an asshole, but I'm just sort of like, I have a seven-year-old and I've watched mine do that at home. I mean, and it, it does happen. And I guess I'm not like a helicopter parent. I'm not judging anybody else's parenting style, but I'm the one that's like, bruh, you're not going to fake being weak in order to like get your way. I'm just not about that life. 
And I guess that's something that I've been telling myself now too. Like I'm not a victim. So I don't really let my kids be that way. I know they're only seven and two, but I'm just, we're starting early with the being strong, but also being there for them. Anyway, it was interesting to be in that mindset and to watch my kid do that. And even though all the other kids on the field, a lot of them were playing the, well, I'm just a little kid game. Lyric wasn't doing that. He was focusing on his skills and like he was doing this move. Like his, his coach is always saying like space, space, get space because all the other kids were like, like hurting around the ball. Well, you're not going to get the ball anywhere. But the minute that that ball was outside of that and somebody kicked it out of the way, Lyric was the one that would get it and take it to the goal. And why? Because he just waited. He knew his opportunity was going to come. And then when it did, he grabbed it. <laughs> from the mouths of babes or something like that. Like, I feel like I can learn so much from my kid. But then again, where did he learn that from? Me. Or at least I would like to think so. And the day was just like really going well. Like for the first time in forever, our youngest Malin wasn't being a maniac at the game. And so that means, you know, my husband and I got to like take turns chasing him around and, and just, you know, enjoying the game. And I feel like that was the part of life that I was missing out on for so long. Cause even though I was like physically there, I don't know that I was like mentally there. And even if I was mentally there, was I enjoying it? I don't know because I was always so worried about this, that, and the third. And believe me, this was a weekend where I could have been worried about this, that, and the third because yeah, you need money to raise a family and keep your mortgage and all of that. And that pop-up getting canceled or postponed like delayed that chance. And it was discouraging, especially when I'd worked for hours and got a freaking splinter injury to go do this. But I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to pivot again. And Sunday, I'm going to, you know, I was saying this on Saturday, I am going to just put a pop-up online and see how it goes and see what people get and just offer it at pop-up shop prices and just go from there. And I did that today and I was like, okay, I feel like a fool sometimes, you know, because I always feel like who am I to be like online and doing a live and acting like I'm just like some Kardashian influencer or whatever, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care what people think in that way anymore. I'm getting into this beautiful space where the fuck it of me is coming out because although I still consider myself a public figure that has responsibilities to, you know, watch what I say sometimes because I don't want to influence people in a bad way, but I'm also like, I don't really care what people think. I don't really care if people think like, oh, that's a joke or whatever. I'm just going to be me now. And I was always me, but I obviously, for representing a company that I don't own, I had to be a little bit different than I would be right now. And being this way is giving me a lot of courage that no matter what life throws at me, no matter how hard Mercury fucking retrogrades, that I got this, we got this, and I'm just going to go a different route. And if you guys bought some goodies today, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my three thank yous on purpose because if you haven't heard that one yet, when I started manifesting, that was something that is supposed to like complete the circle of thank you. Like it's driving it home and it means something more when you say thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you guys are going to absolutely love these goodies because like I just love creating new things and I love 
you know, when people get it and they're like, wow, this candle smells so amazing or, oh my God, this cup is so cute. And, you know, it's a lot of the new, you know, goods that I'm bringing into House of W because before it was just crystal candles and that was it. But now I've got like the glass beer can Libby mugs or glasses or tumblers that everybody loves. And, you know, I've also got the stainless steel tumblers that I've been doing. I even ventured into some apparel that's coming next because I ended up having some of my, we got this fam ladies get them. And I want to see how it goes and see how they love them and then maybe mass produce them. So that's really exciting. Um, but you see, focusing on all of this hopeful stuff that I still have rolling, the balls that are still in the air, makes me feel better about whatever fell through. Because therein within that as well, you know, I had another listener fam that has, you know, followed me and listened to me for a while come through and be like, hey, why don't you come out to my dance studio and host a pop-up there and you can just come out. We have tables for you. And she made it like so easy. And I was like, where did this drop out of the sky? Oh, I stopped bitching about Mercury and retrograde for a second and did something towards the positive and look. Now, I not only have one pop-up right now, but there's two. And then finally, a third one that I've been, you know, trying to lock in, like I was accepted, but you have to like pay a vendor fee. That came through too. And then boom, another opportunity that I'm keeping close to the chest for right now might have popped up that might have been the most perfect thing for me ever. And I'm excited. And even if, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say even if it falls through. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to manifest that things are going to work out just perfectly the way that they should. Nothing feels perfect in the moment when it's not what you want. But the universe always knows better. Like, I know the things that I've had to like pivot and prevail are the things that were my greatest accomplishments in life. And I kind of love that. Do I want the road to be just a tad bit easier sometimes? Sure. I'd have less, you know, gray hairs, but I also, you know, that's what hair dye was invented for <laughs> and disport for my wrinkles. But I'm proud of the progress that I'm making. And it's very interesting that I'm feeling this way right now because lately, like I've mentioned in a couple of other podcasts, uh, you guys have been wanting me to give closure or at least my version of the story about my late mentor, Kane. And I was very much teeter-tottering about it. And then I was yes, then I was no, then I was yes, then I was no. Um, and then when I was at the breakfast with the ladies, I was talking to them about it cause they were all, you know, there on air with me and, you know, they all wanted to hear certain aspects of that story. And I feel like there's such a large, large, large chunk of it, at least my chunk of it that has not been told that people don't know that people don't realize and maybe they don't care to realize, but maybe I care to tell it. And I feel like his presence has been around a lot lately. There's a reason it's coming up so much. A lot of people have reached out and said that several times lately out of nowhere. He's been gone for two years. And there's been more talk and conversation about him 
that it's giving me signs that it's something I need to do and I want to do. So I'm not exactly sure when that is going to happen this week, next week, but it is going to. But it's something I want to do with the greatest amount of respect. So it's going to take a little bit of courage, thought, gusto. I don't know. But in the next couple of weeks here, that's happening. As I gulp (laughs) after I say that. But I think that that's part of the pivot and prevail too because it was something that was weighing on me so much. And I feel like that's like the universe going, hey, excuse me. Like it's on your head and your heart for a reason. Maybe we ought to go for it. And that's not something I do willy-nilly. So that part of it's not like, we, yeah, let's just do it. We got this. That's, you know, a little bit heavier, a little bit more of something. But I like this new aura. And me being able to pay attention to all the good again in life. Because I remember when I started manifesting, there was not a lot of good going on. I was really devastated. I was just mentally not in a good place. And I was able to pull myself out of that. Like I was so broke. I was able to manifest money that, you know, I didn't think was coming to me that got me out of debt. And I was able to manifest my husband in a relationship. And, you know, it just feels like whenever I stop having that train of thought, everything goes to shit. That's just my path that I need to stay on in order for things to be good in the head, the heart, the home, all things. You know, and even creatively, I've started coming up with a lot more new ideas that I want to do. I want to bring back the small business spotlight that I used to do. I want to bring back show me the ring because you guys, I love it when you guys send me your wedding pictures, your engagement pictures, your baby, your announcements. Like I love it when you guys still keep me a part of that because like I told you before, That was the thing that I knew that I was going to miss the most. I also, in the pivot and prevail vein, posted this video on my Really Riley podcast Instagram about this woman that was talking about she's been many, many women throughout her life. And they're making like a documentary out of it. Um, And... She was a woman that was, you know, she's a hundred and something years old. So obviously she was in a time that, you know, like when she was like a young woman, a professional woman in a time that you couldn't really be everything that you wanted to be. She said that at 40, she had a mental break. And when she had that mental break, she would sing. But she didn't know where these songs were coming from. And apparently she'd written them. But people would sort of discover her. She said she was discovered many, many times, but she felt held back because of the fact that, not held back, but she's like, no, I have four kids. I can't go do that. And she said somewhere in there that she's like, what I want to be remembered is just Betty. She listed all the things that she was. She was a park ranger at like 99 or something like that or like 89, she was, you know, obviously she was a writer, singer, but she didn't really ever sing. You know, she was, I think, an office worker. She was all these different things, like all these different pieces of life. 
And she still at 101 is like, I'm just getting started. And she's like, I feel like the great thing about being 101 is you're starting over and I can be anything I want to. And she said that she wasn't really into feminism until like her 50s or 60s or 70s. Like she was old, as some people say, to be getting into that new like activism. But she doesn't look at it like that. And she said the only piece of advice that she would give women is to never get married. That you don't need a man to do what you want to do. Now, that was the only thing that I didn't agree with. Not that you don't need a man to do what you want to do, but the getting married part. Because I love my husband and I love our life and our family and getting married was everything that I ever wanted. But what I forgot along the way is to enjoy the ride until my person got there. Because I was 40 when I got married. I was 33 when I had my first son, 39 when I had my second, so relatively older, or at least by the medical standard, because they don't call it a geriatric pregnancy anymore. Now they call it a mature pregnancy, whatever. But I, in the medical clock ticking world, I waited to the last minute almost that I could to have children, even though some women have them at 43, 45, some of like, didn't Jen Jackson have hers at like 49 and like Kendra um, from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, she had hers at, I think, God, what was she, 52, 45? Anyway, way later than you would think that they would advise you to in the medical profession. But I did a lot of the things that some would say by the book you should have done first. But before I met Marshall, I was a whole person. And I think that's why I was able to enter this relationship, that's the best one I've ever had. I mean, it's not always perfect. Trust me. Like, we're married, so obviously there's fights about stupid shit and there's things that get hard and, you know, but in sickness and in health and for better, for worse. But I posted about it on Instagram and I was thinking, like, I have been in my life a ballerina. I did a professional show. I was a cheerleader, uh, an American Sign Language student. I was a Hooters girl. I was a bagger at a grocery store. And I also was, or is, I was a nationally syndicated co-host in one of the biggest markets in the country. I am an influencer. I am a fitness ambassador. I am a podcaster. I'm a friend. I'm a professional. I'm a mom. Most of those things I did before I got married. And I didn't need a man to do them. Now, some people got on to me and they're like, oh, well, you know, you did need a man. And I was like, well, yeah, Kane opened the door for me and he was a male. I'm not saying I didn't need people to help me. I'm saying I thought in those days and that time of life that I needed a relationship to validate me. That's where my happiness would lie and I would not be happy until. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I get engaged. I'll be happy when I have a boyfriend. I'll be happy when I have a baby. I'll be happy when I get married. And those things do make me happy now that I have them, but they shouldn't have been my own source for being hopeful or my only source for being hopeful for the future. It shouldn't have been like that. I wanted to enjoy the journey. Or I wish, like, if I could go back and talk to my 20-year-old self, 26-year-old self, 33-year-old self, you know, uh, I would be like, girl, just enjoy what you're doing right now. 
because, you know, the days are over that I can just pick up and travel if I felt like it. The days are over where I can sometimes go to the bathroom by myself. I mean, damn, like (laughs) I love the family that I have built with my husband, but it's not my only source of happiness. And that's okay to say. I love being a fitness ambassador. I love being a business owner, which is crazy to say. I love being just me on my own, aside from being wife, mother. I love being a friend. I love being a mentor. I love being a go-getter. And that was all there before I met my husband. Now, do I need him now? Yeah. You know, I always said to him before, like, oh, well, I'm always going to want you, but I don't need you. And that's still sort of true. But now when we have two kids together and we've made vows together and we've created a life together, do I need him? Yeah. Like I need him because he's the father of my kids. But did I need him to validate me before we met? Did him putting a ring on my finger validate my entire existence? Not the way I thought it would when I was 26 because I didn't want that. I wanted to enter into a marriage because of love and because we wanted it, not because of societal pressure. You know, like uh, in that video, the woman said, you know, I, what did she say? She said something about like, oh, I can finally, after her two husbands were gone, one of them passed away. I don't know if the other one passed away or if they got divorced or what have you. But she was like, I was no longer defined by somebody else's last name. Now, I have always been a traditionalist in that sense, maybe old school. I don't know, that I always wanted to take my husband's name. And I did. Now, I moved my last name, my maiden name, to my middle because my son has that name and I didn't want us to have different last names. Um. But I didn't want to hyphenate it. I wanted his last name. I wanted to be Mrs. W. And I am now. But not because society told me to. Not because I had to. Not because he put pressure on me. Because I wanted to. Because I loved him. Love him. (laughs) And I want us to have the same last name. And be a family in that traditional way. So some people were like kind of coming at me like I was trying to fire against traditionalism. And what man and men and women and man and wife were meant to be and blah. I wasn't doing that. And side note, there was one person that we had this, I had this conversation with that we actually had a really good, healthy conversation about it. And I was appreciative of it because at the end of it, we were understanding of each other's points, even there within the conversation, it might've gotten a little for a second. I love that shit. I love that connection and wading through things. Even if you don't agree, that's a whole nother like topic or whatever, but that one was on my brain today and it was interesting again that that person brought up Cain. So many like weird things happening with Mercury in retrograde that could end up being a good thing. I think they, I'm going to manifest that they will. But I mean, all in all, it was one of those really good weekends where I felt like a whole person, no matter what was going on around me. Now, by a whole person, I mean like there's always parts of self that can be whole. It feels like for me, it's never like the piece of the pie is all together perfectly cooked with like a nice crispy crust and ready for that dollop of ice cream. It's never 
it was never really like that for me. It was like work was firing on all cylinders. The relationship was shit or vice versa. Relationships were great. Work was shit or everything was good with my kids, but I need something else was falling apart. And this weekend for some reason was one of those times where it just felt even though some things went wrong and they were out of my control, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to deal with what's in my control right now. Lyric was dancing with his brother the other night, like Saturday or Friday night, and I was dancing around the kitchen just being silly and crazy, and I think it's funny when my kids look at me like, who are you when I get all nuts and I do my little Riley Oki? You an OG if you remember what that is. Um, but they look at me like, I'm like, what, who's taking over your body? And I'm like, well, that's sad if my family thinks that that's crazy for me to be that silly and nuts because at the core of me, I love being stupid. I love making fun of myself. I love laughing. My mom used to always say like laughter is good for the soul. And it really is. But Lyric looked at me and he goes, mommy, I love these times. And I was like, oh, you know, you ever do things sometimes that are just very simple with your kids or your family or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your best friend that you know is going to be a core memory for you or for the other person involved. I feel like that was a core memory. And I think that's a pretty cool one. Nothing jazzy, nothing crazy, just a moment, a core memory that will sit with him. And maybe he'll do that with his kids. I hope so. But I would say all in all, it was a really, really, really good weekend. And side note, those of you guys that have been all about what we said on Friday when I was sitting down with the lawn care poppy, as my husband now calls himself, or Marshall. Yes, next podcast this Wednesday, we're going to do an Ask Riley through Marshall because Marshall was like semi in the hot seat because Friday we sat down and talked about Scandival and how he would feel about that whole situation, the whole Bravo drama if it was pertaining to us. And I asked him a lot of heavy questions, a lot of like stuff that he was like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to answer that. Um, but he had to. So now he wants to do that to me, but he wants to do that through you guys. So a lot of you guys have said they don't want to, you guys don't want to send me the questions because then I can like wade through them and then maybe not answer them. <laughs> you guys suck. I'm kidding. But if you want to send Marshall, and ask Riley question. You can do that at the Fit Marshmallow on Instagram. That's like the artist, not the food. <laughs> I'm like nervous about this one too because I know that I've put Marshall on the spot a lot of times in the years that we've been together on the air. So it's my turn. <laughs> but if you have any other Ask Rileys that you want to ask, because we can do a mixed match of that, um, please hit me up. Really Riley Podcast at gmail.com is the email. Text line is 410-604-8895. Really Riley, uh, sorry, Riley Couture is Instagram and Facebook. House of W by Riley is the candle page. And there's still a few goodies left if you want to get on those pop-up items, you can. Um, but yeah, it's been a great weekend. And I hope you guys have a really great Monday. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. It's Really Riley. <laughs>